Jurassic World Dominion is in theaters now, and um, yeah, let's just get this over with. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle, here with my review of Jurassic World Dominion, which is the supposed capper in the Jurassic Park slash world franchise. I'll believe it when I see it. And yes, I am very aware that one of my first things ever on the internet that people talked about was the fact that I was not a fan of 2015's Jurassic World. It was something that I did on movie fights. It was a very big topic of discussion. It still gets brought up today. But something else that I want to point out, and and I've been asked about it over the years, is the idea of, well, if you hated Jurassic World, then obviously you go into all these movies having already made up your mind that you hate them. And that's actually not true. I would love nothing more in this world than for there to be another awesome movie in the Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World franchise. That would be so amazing, especially this one, because you've got Dr. Grant and Dr. Sattler, Ian Malcolm coming back. It would be so great if this were a great movie. Unfortunately, it's not. The screenplay for Jurassic World Dominion is written by Emily Carmichael, whose only previous screenplay credit is Pacific Rim Uprising, and Colin Trevorrow, who co-wrote all three Jurassic World movies, including this one. Story credit goes to Trevorrow and Derek Connolly, who co-wrote the last two Jurassic World films. Trevorrow also returns to the director's chair after sitting out 2018's Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom after a short-lived stint at the Star Wars franchise. And when you look at everybody who's behind the screenplay for this movie, and I want to start here, Colin Trevorrow. Derek Conley, who did the story, uh, Emily Carmichael, who also co-wrote the screenplay. These are all professional writers in the sense that they were all paid and have been paid in the past for many years to write stories and scripts professionally. And I would really like to sit the three of them down and ask them, how do you justify turning in the screenplay for this movie and calling it a story. And I don't mean the sense like, I don't like the story that you told. I just mean there are certain fundamentals to storytelling. Things like a three-act structure and likable and memorable characters, escalating action. All of these things are completely absent from, frankly, all of these Jurassic World films, but really and culminating in this one, which I think is, in my mind, easily the worst of this trilogy. And when I look at this trilogy of films, to me, the failures, and and I haven't been a fan of any of these three movies, and every single time, to me, the failure comes down to screenwriting. It comes down to the screenplay because we have some very likable actors. We have great special effects. The budget is certainly there. But the scripts for these movies have never been in good shape. And the fact that they've stayed largely with the same writers for all three of these movies makes me think, like, uh, am I the crazy one? Or do executives just not understand what deficient storytelling is? These aren't new problems. These are the same problems that the other movies in this franchise had. And it's not like I'm the only one that's been pointing these out. Lots of critics have. Lots of fans have. It is a trilogy with a consistent lack of care or even an accidental basic competency at telling a story. And when we talk about the story for this movie, if you were hoping that this franchise was going to finally, finally make a turn into the story that it seems like everybody wanted to see, which is dinosaurs in the real world. It was promised by the trailers to the last movie, uh, then did not materialize. It was promised by the end of the last movie to be happening in this movie. It was promised by the trailers in this movie that that's what this movie was going to be about. Well, I have some bad news for you because this movie is very much not about dinosaurs in the real world. We've been baited and switched for the second consecutive time 
by this Jurassic franchise. Once again, the dinosaurs in the real world conceit has been used for shots to be put in the trailers, but the bulk of Jurassic World Dominion is the exact same dinosaurs in a research facility that you've seen so many times before. And really, this should have been a slam dunk because we end Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom with the thing that dinosaurs are out there, and it seems like this movie almost writes itself. You have dinosaurs in the real world. You have the team from the Jurassic World movies. You have the team from the Jurassic Park movies. They're going to save the world from dinosaurs. It's such an easy concept. I don't... It's... It's mind-boggling to me why anybody thought that the story in this movie was a better story than that story. Instead, it seems like this movie was written from the trailer backwards, and none of the stuff that you've even seen in the trailer, like the feathered raptor that seemed like cool concepts, have any meaning or consequence in the movie whatsoever. They're in the movie for one scene, and then they're done because we gotta go move on to the next thing. This movie isn't even really that much about dinosaurs. It's as much about locusts as it is about dinosaurs, and that's not me pulling out a random animal. I mean, literally, this movie is as much about giant locusts as it is about dinosaurs. Character-wise in this movie, we of course have Claire and Owen, who are played by Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. They are the anchors of the Jurassic World cast. And then we have Drs. Grant, Sattler, and Malcolm, who are played by Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum from the original Jurassic Park trilogy. Of course, great to see them returning. We also have a new ally, Kayla Watts, a pilot who's played by DeWanda Wise. She gets mixed up in all of this uh, somehow. And then, of course, there's Maisie Lockwood, who's the clone teenager from the last movie. Oh, and um, there's also Dr. Wu, who's played by B.D. Wong. And we have a new character named Ramsey Cole, who's a biosyn liaison, played by Mamadou Athi. Oh, and then there's appearances from Justice Smith and Daniela Pineda and Omar Sy from the other Jurassic World movies, so we have to have room for them. Oh, they, yeah, there's a poacher, too, named Delacorte. Oh, and also a biosyn security operative named Santos, they both seem like they're going to be super important, but then they're, you know, not. And if it sounds like this movie is a tad bit overstuffed, yeah, you think? It's basically the equivalent of Colin Trevorrow banging pots and pans together for two and a half hours. It's just stuffing this movie with as many dinosaur roars and screaming and blaring Michael Giacchino music to kind of try to keep you distracted from the fact that nothing that you're seeing really means anything. There's no real structure to this movie. There's no real A plot or B plot. There's not really much suspense in anything that happens. Important story points from the last film are completely retconned in a way that just is laughably doesn't fit with what happened in the last movie. And the dinosaurs in this movie are really just another element to throw into the script. They're no more or less important than anything else that happens in the movie. Toward the end, there's a big dino fight between three different dinosaurs. Each one of them has had maybe one scene in the movie, but you could tell they were just like, well, we gotta have this big dino fight at the end, because, I don't know, it's a Jurassic World movie. It makes the T-Rex and Dominus Rex fight at the end of Jurassic World look Shakespearean by comparison. And actually, this movie makes Jurassic World look like Jurassic Park in comparison. I think it really is to this movie's detriment that it is coming out hot on the heels of Top Gun Maverick because Top Gun Maverick is one of these legacy type sequels that does everything right that this movie does wrong. It has a compelling story, it has clear stakes, it has escalating action, a strong climactic sequence, new characters that make an impact and play a part in the story, returning characters who are meaningfully brought back in touching and important ways. This movie doesn't have any of that. 
Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard really aren't characters at all at this point, just pawns to be moved throughout the story. Pratt spends about half of his screen time just holding his hand up towards various dinosaurs. I really, if, if you're at a theater that serves any kind of adult beverage and you're drinking responsibly, uh, perhaps play a little game for every scene where Chris Pratt does his dialogue like this. You're going to get drunk about halfway through the movie, and you're going to be happy that you did. Bryce Dallas Howard, I mean, listen, her part's not really well written, but she's also not good at all in this movie, and I, I don't really know who to blame, but Claire has never really been that compelling of a character in this franchise to begin with, and she hits new lows in this one. The original three at least get something to do, and I think because they're three great actors, they bounce off of each other really well. Jeff Goldblum in particular, he's the standout for me in this movie. He's almost like a, like a Greek chorus in this film. It's like he's it's like he's sitting outside of the movie and just commenting on what's going on and it works better than anything else in the whole movie. I don't know if it's uh, improvisation on his part. I don't know if they just wrote his part a lot better, but he was easily my favorite thing about this movie, but he's also not in it as much as you think. He's in it way more than he was in the last movie. I'll give you that. But Grant and Sadler actually get much more screen time than Goldblum, who's constrained to little sequences during the middle of the movie and then a lot of the third act. Although there is one thing that I noticed, and it's actually the second time this has happened this summer blockbuster season, his line, which was like the capping line of the trailer, Bigger. Why do they always have to go bigger? Is not in this movie. And the same thing happened with Doctor Strange. Things just got out of hand. I understand that there are things that are in trailers that don't make the movie. That happens all the time. But like these punchlines that are being used to market the movie not being in the movie itself, it just feels a little distracting. It's not really a criticism. It's just something odd. I'm not going to say that this movie is devoid of merit. There are a few standout moments. There's one scene in particular where uh, some of our characters are down in a cave and they're kind of looking around by torchlight and these dinosaurs are coming out through different holes. It's a pretty creepy and effective sequence. So, you know, that was good. I enjoyed that. Um... I mean, yeah, that was a good sequence. Otherwise, Jurassic World Dominion is the messiest, least structured, loudest, most unfocused movie in a trilogy of messy, unstructured, loud, unfocused movies. I'd say that I'm at least heartened by the fact that this is the last movie in the Jurassic franchise, but given the fact that every single Jurassic movie ends pretty much the same way. Like I said at the beginning of this, I'll believe it when I see it. And I think that's another thing even that's just like, I don't understand. Is there even billing this as the grand finale to the Jurassic franchise? There's nothing different about this movie that you couldn't say about Jurassic Park 3 or Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom or Jurassic World or The Lost World. The first Jurassic Park remains the only true standout movie in my mind from this entire franchise. And everything else has been trying to replicate the formula, except they don't replicate the formula. They just keep injecting more and more dinosaurs, more and more characters, more and more action into these movies, thinking that you're going to make a movie as good as Jurassic Park, but they keep going further and further from what makes Jurassic Park work. It really is the definition of insanity, except instead of the creators going insane, they get rich and I go crazy. I'm sure that there are some people that are going to enjoy this movie. I certainly wasn't one of them. It seems like a lot of critics also aren't enjoying this film. And I've already seen the burgeoning discussion online of like, well, critics don't know what they're talking about. This movie's made for fans. You're not going to find a bigger fan of the Jurassic Park franchise than me. I'm a fan of the franchise. I'm a fan of these characters. But they keep falling short.
every single one of these movies in some way, I think every single one of these sequels has done something that says that they don't understand what it was about the first movie that made it great. This one understands the least about what made Jurassic Park great. It is the most forgettable, mediocre, paint-by-numbers, churn-it-through-the-machine theme park movie that I've seen in a very long time. I did not enjoy this film. I don't think that it ends the trilogy or, or, or even this franchise on a high note. At least they didn't completely squander the returning cast members. They do have some moments that I thought were all right. If I could just make a plea as all of these franchises get revived again and again and again, somebody, some executives or writers or directors or somebody, please understand go back to knowing what the basics of storytelling are. It's the story and the storytelling that makes great movies. And that's what made Jurassic Park a great movie. It was first and foremost a great story with compelling characters, great action that crescendoed, and you could have a bunch of different action sequences like this movie has, but they all meant something. It's not just meaningless sound and noise. Go back to the basics of what makes a great story, and we're going to start having great movies again, like we just got with Top Gun Maverick. So as you can probably tell, that is not a recommendation for me on Jurassic World Dominion. Mercifully, perhaps this franchise has come to an end. I was hoping that they could go out on a high note. That's not what happened. But that's just my opinion. What do you think? Have you seen the movie already? Are you heading out to see it this weekend? Let me know down in the comments below. And as always, stay tuned right here on the channel. I've got the latest movie news, reviews, box office, and everything else. We're deep into the heart of the summer movie season. I'll be back next week on Charts with Dan to see how Jurassic World Dominion did at the box office this weekend, how it's going to stand up against Top Gun Maverick. A lot of stuff to talk about. Thank you so much for watching. Until next time, stay safe, and I'll see you then. Bye.